Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It never ends well when someone tries to take the law into their own hands, and that is allegedly what happened in Texas. A man is accused of luring out and murdering a child pornography convict in cold blood. Who better to break this story down with than renowned predator catcher Chris Hansen? Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Vigilante justice? Hmm, it's not something just from comic books. No, it seems maybe life, unfortunately, is imitating art. We go to Houston, Texas, where 37-year-old Sean Connery Showers, no relation to the James Bond actor, was found shot to death back on May 29, 2023, found dead in a ditch. Police said that Showers was walking along the roadway when, quote, a vehicle of unknown make and model approached him. Someone inside the vehicle then shot him. Now, here's an important point, very important point. Showers had actually served time in federal prison for possession of child pornography. Yeah, reporting indicates he spent 30 months behind bars. Then he apparently also failed to register as a sex offender, which got him two years also in jail in 2019. And that is what leads me into the potential motive into his killing. You see, police have now just arrested 24-year-old James Lewis Spencer III and charged him with Showers' murder. According to court documents, a, quote, third party told authorities that Spencer, quote, believed the police were not doing enough to keep pedophiles incarcerated and the defendant wanted to rob and harm those type of men. They would do bad things to little children and other people. These filings go on to say, quote, a month later, defendant made some comment that if the cops were not going to do anything, maybe he should kill them himself. It seems that is what he may have done because cell phone communications between Showers and Spencer, they were apparently communicating over an app, indicates that there was a discussion about Shower's history with minors and that the defendant allegedly lured Showers into a meetup with him by pretending to be a child, only to then shoot him to death. Now, the documents indicate that Spencer's cell phone tracked him to and from the murder location. So a case of someone literally taking the law into their own hands, crazy to think about. And Spencer now faces up to life in prison if convicted. Let me bring in somebody who, I will tell you, the first person that came to my mind when I heard this story, somebody who knows something about catching predators, not killing them, renowned journalist Chris Hansen, host of uh, Takedown on True Blue and the podcast Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. Chris, good to see you. My gosh, what's your reaction to this? Yeah, boy, this case, this is one of those, Jesse, where I'd like to see all the, the police files on it because what we don't know here. <clears throat> excuse me, is whether or not there was some pre-existing relationship or or knowledge between the defendant and, and the suspect in this case. Was there an incident? Did, did the shooter, the alleged shooter, know a victim? Or was this just straight-up vigilanteism? Uh, and, and, and it appears right now that it was 
straight up vigilantism that this guy who's been charged with this crime became aware of this guy who apparently was active at one point with child pornography and maybe uh, talking to children online and in fact went undercover so to speak to set up a meeting and then he killed this guy now this is different jesse than some of the other vigilante groups who expose these guys and while i question some of those vigilantes tactics and have been critical of them because the cases are often not prosecuted. This is a whole different situation. This is a guy who, you know, is accused at least of, of setting a guy up to, by his own previous statements, rob or, or to kill them. And that takes this to a whole different level. And clearly this is extreme, it's wrong, and that's why he's being prosecuted. No matter, you know, how unlikable the victim was or what the victim had done in his past, we are a, a society of laws and, and we need to stick with those laws when we prosecute these predators. But this takes it to a whole other objectionable level. And when I saw this, you know, we immediately started talking about here at True Blue and just kind of shook our heads like, ah, what, you know, what was this guy thinking? How in any way is this appropriate, no matter what this guy did for a living? Yeah, and, and you've echoed exactly what the prosecutor in this case has said, Rahman Merchant, quote, regardless of the likability of the victim, we're a nation of laws, so no one gets to be judge, jury, and executioner, depending on how they feel. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Have you ever seen anybody taking uh, matters into their own hands regarding, you know, convicted child predators or people who are convicted of sex crimes like this? Anybody who's like, ah, I'm going to I'm going to beat them up. I'm going to kill them. Have you ever seen anything like this? We've seen historically, Jesse, cases where children have been killed or assaulted and, and, and parents may have tried to get a gun in the courtroom. And there have been cases historically where parents have have you know, sought to kill or have killed uh, in retribution. And, and I understand the emotion. I mean, I've covered these cases for 40 some years as a journalist and, and some horrific cases targeting children. And I understand that the, uh, the emotion and the, and the feeling to get retribution, to, to seek some sort of uh, justice, even though it would be considered vengeance. But again, for, for somebody to act out like this, just to set them up to kill them, this is the first time I've seen something like exactly like this case. Yeah, and, and it was so methodical, right? I mean, the, the prosecutor said that they were he was using a social media app pretending to be a child. Seems like he was able to convince them to meet up because I think the shooting happened at 3.50 in the morning, early hours of the morning. So so that idea of using long, that. I don't know how long he had been chatting, whether he right. was somebody who was a fast mover. And the problem with these cases, with all vigilante cases, even the ones who aren't this which are not this extreme, is that you know, we don't know what methods were used to lure this guy, you know, and, and obviously here, you know, the, the real case is the, is the uh, alleged murder. But, um, yeah, I, I've never seen well, anything quite like that. Well, uh, apparently these communications, according to the prosecutor, they were very sexual in nature. They were talking about the victim's past. The idea was that they were going to meet up at this park to engage in some sort of sexual activity. So... Whatever he was communicating or allegedly communicating to showers, uh, again, it seems right. I mean, clearly, clearly, what what the, what the victim in this case uh, was communicating is illegal and violates laws just to have that conversation with somebody who, you know, you think is underage. The question is, how are those statements uh, obtained, and who made what representation first? And you know, you don't know those details, uh, you know. And I'm just talking about for the prosecution of the of the right. 
of sexual exploitation of a child here, and not even considering the, the big case, what he's being charged with, which is the killing here. All right, we're going to get back to this story, but I want to take a minute to really thank our sponsor of this episode of Sidebar, Apostrophe. Again, one of our great partners that helps make this show possible. I always enjoy talking about Apostrophe because one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to care about your skin. This is something that has been neglected for too long by so many people. You got to take care of your skin. For me, I'm on TV. Trust me, I get one blemish. Not only do I notice it, I get called out. So I get it, okay? I get it. Well, that is why I'm excited to talk about apostrophe. So whether you're dealing with hormonal acne or maybe breakouts or signs of aging, acne scarring, whatever it might be, apostrophe's mission is to help you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your own unique skin. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, you snap a few selfies, and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. By the way, the unboxing experience is a treat in and of itself. It includes these kind of like fun postcards, these personalized stickers on the prescription bottles. It's really nice. So we have a special deal for our audience right now. You can get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash sidebar when you use our code sidebar. That's a savings of $15. This code's only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash sidebar, click get started, then use our code sidebar at sign up, and you're going to get your first visit for only $5. Thank you again to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. By the way, just to go back to the alleged motive, which was documented through these kinds of communications that he had with a third party, the idea of having this frustration of the criminal justice system, how it treats people who are convicted of possession of child pornography or failing to register as a sex offender or any kind of sex-related crimes. Um, is that something you've seen? Like people are frustrated? Oh, with I, I understand the frustration. System? I understand the frustration and it's shared by law enforcement. It's shared by me in some of these cases. I mean, we've seen some very serious cases uh, within the last year in Ohio. As a matter of fact, we had a case where I showed up to have sex with a child. The DA's office took some time to consider prosecution. And while that guy was out, uh, pending the investigation or the consideration by the prosecutor's office, he's caught uh, two weeks after he's in our sting, he's caught in a hotel room with a 14-year-old girl and charged with sexual exploitation of that child. And, and the reason he was caught was because the mother noticed the girl was missing and pinged the phone and it came up in, at a hotel. And police arrived and found him with this girl. And, it, it, you know, then you have to ask the question, well, if the case was handled quicker by the DA's office in the first place, uh, could we have avoided the sexual assault of the child uh, for which he was finally arrested and, and prosecuted and pleaded guilty and, and put in prison? So well, there's always frustration. Um, and I think sometimes in, in these stings, if there isn't a previous criminal history, uh, if, if you're in law enforcement or if you're an advocate in this field, you can be frustrated by the lack of, of severe punishment. And especially yeah. when you see somebody reoffend, uh, it's very frustrating. But again, that doesn't mean you get to go lure somebody out uh, right. at three o'clock morning in a, in, a, in a back highway in Texas 
and kill them execution style. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And I actually wanted your opinion on this because this is interesting. The evidence against them is really bad. I mentioned the cell phone evidence basically links them to the crime, puts them in the location. There's surveillance video of the area. They allowed, they were able to see what car was being driven at 3.50 in the morning. They see it being stopped within four seconds. You see these shots going off, the car speeding off. Um, this is all according to a search warrant. You have the communications. A part of me wonders whether the defendant, and at the time of this recording, we don't have more information, but a part of me wonders if he's actually just going to plead guilty. The reason I say that is obviously the case is really bad against him, and I don't think he wants to take it to trial. But more importantly, if he feels so justified, right, and he feels like I did the right thing, I wonder if he'll admit it and say, I have no remorse. I would do it again. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's a possibility. I think maybe, you know, there's a chance that this guy's got some sort of martyr syndrome and is willing to go down in history and, and take it on the chin for doing what he thought was right uh, and taking out you know, somebody who is potentially going to sexually assault a child again, somebody who had been in the system, somebody who had been convicted of, of child pornography, and somebody who he thought was not punished severely enough. Yeah. Um, and that's that's quite possible here, given the evidence and given the lack of, you know, care or cover-up taken in the commission of this felony. Horrible case. What a case. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's in, in some ways, it seems so straightforward, Jesse, but in others, again, you know, I, I'd like to get the story behind the story. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it'll all come out, and, and I'll do some digging around and, and keep you posted on what I find out, too. And, and we're looking at it for True Blue as well. So yeah, uh, there, there's more on this for sure, but uh, it, it, I'll do some digging around because I, there's more here to the story, I think. Well, if you want to watch legitimate uh, takedowns of Predators and the way it's supposed to go, you can check out Chris Hansen on Takedown on True Blue. Also, the podcast, Predators I've, uh, Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, so good seeing you. Thanks so much for taking Thank the time, you, Jesse. sir. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.